Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of friends have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben and today I'm drinking a Butcombe Beer Original. Um, it's, it's rather nice. And locked in with me today we have... I'm Riggedy Diggity Mike Collins and I'm drinking a Scrumptious Dumptious cup of Decaf Earl Grey because it's early January and I'm trying not to drink during the week. We'll see how that pans out next episode. Oh god, and I'm John and now I'm full of shame thanks to you. Um, I'm, I'm drinking uh, Hobgoblin, uh, one of my old favourites. They've changed the label, and I like the label, but I wish they'd slightly changed the beer as well. Like, Hobgoblin's really? nice, but there's just something, there's something, Delicious about, something it? about it that's not quite right. I can't really put my finger on it. One, one second, one second, one second. Yeah, no, definitely something not quite right. I like the fact that you've bought a beer that you've had before, uh, would like something changed about it, and uh, not not. Okay, okay, so, so, not so I, I, I shop in Lidl. Uh, and their beer selection is limited, but occasionally, every now and again, they have this—they have like a, a flight of random stuff. And once upon a time, Aldi brought in some Unicorn Black, and it was delicious, absolutely Ooh. gorgeous. And I have never seen it since anywhere. I find Aldi to be a little more reliable on on uh, their things week to week. Lidl, on the other hand, they have excellent produce, but it's a bit random whether they have it. Uh, and mm. even like really simple, basic things like flour. Yes, but for sundry such as those, Ben, you could just as well go to a greengrocer's, could you not? No, no, no <laughs> not for flour. <laughs> what? I thought greengrocers do kind of everything. No, they do green pro- fruit and veg. Yeah, the yeah, green they're, goods. They're, they're the what... corner shop before the corner shop. Specialising in fruit and veg. Oh dear. So, how does it work? Each week, we'll get locked into one of the infant escape rooms, many themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit. Our deposit this week is six very delicate, if not slightly hairy, plums. <laughs> Lol. Hang on. So there's six of them, so two each. Okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, that's maths, John. It's maths. Oh, you wait for the maths. You just wait for the maths. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This week, the fresh smell of ripened fruit with earthly undertones fills our nostrils. We're surrounded by piles of potatoes, oodles of oranges, and an abundance of apostrophes. We must be in one of the Infinite Escape Room's many-themed greengrocers. There's a note on the door that says, back in five minutes, which we all know means that Basil the Grizzly Grocer will be back in the store in one hour, and if he finds us here, who knows what he'll do to our plums. On said door... Sell them, presumably. On said door, there are three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape. So I believe we have got... Greengrocer, also called a produce market or fruiterer, is a retail trader in fruit and vegetables. That is in green... Damn it. (laughs) Balls. Oh, well. Sorry, carry on. Plums, plums. Plums, my plums. Here's a fun fact. Um, In other countries, balls doesn't translate as, as testicles. They have all sorts of other ones. Um, In Norway, it's eggs. Your eggs. Isn't that weird? I get that. I mean, they're quite fragile, aren't they, eggs? Yeah, but they're the opposite. They produce the opposite of eggs. In the land of the Aztecs, it was avocados. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Actually, actually, yeah, having seen avocados, they do look like great big wrinkly bollocks. Don't they? <laughs> I was going to say, they're very, very bruised. Bring it back to the greengrocer. So I believe we have got uh, the newspaper rack, the till, and the cellar. What do we fancy first? The cellar? The cellar sounds spooky. And that is my puzzle. So you head down into the cellar. Uh, you climb down some stairs into a dimly lit room. On the left-hand wall uh, is the staircase that you just came down, along with a notice board with award-winning produce uh, above the top of it with some uh, faded pictures. Along the top wall, there are six 
crates stacked into three piles, so uh, stacks of two crates. Uh, on the right-hand wall, you can see a set of weighing scales that are plugged into a main socket. And on the bottom wall, you can see a large key-shaped hole, uh, sort of like a profile of a key. I really like the detail of the scales being plugged in. Into the mains? Yeah, the mains. Who calls it the mains anymore? No, I was just thinking... What's the kind of power draw needed on... I mean, mine run off watch batteries. Surprisingly massive, I imagine. I suppose if you're a greengrocer, you probably do a lot of heavy-duty weighing. Anyway, this is beside the point. Um, sorry, Ben, how many are you... Was it three ba- three stacks of two or two stacks yeah. of three? It was three stacks of two. Perfecto. I reckon those pictures on, uh, above the notice board are going to be able to help us out. So can we take a look at those? You sure can. Um, they are very faded. They look quite old. But you can just about make out that they are all of oversized, what you presume is, award-winning award winning, uh, fruit and veg. The award-winning mm. fruit and veg? Indeed. Okay. Any further detail there? or Nope. Okay. What does it say on the notice board? It says award-winning produce. Okay, and then there is the examples of it. Okay. Oh, hang on. And we've got some scales. Ben, can we open... Can we go to the crate? Yes. And uh, and maybe take take a look inside? Sure. So we'll work left to right? Uh, Yes, please. Uh, Left to right and top to bottom. So top crate on the left-hand side. Cool. Okay, so you open up the the top crate and you find uh, a rather interesting sight. It seems to be uh, part melon, part cauliflower. What? You can only assume that this is the melancholy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Ben. I wondered why you were like, just plucked the theme of Greengrocer out of the air. It's like, that seems like, I, I like it. See, it's an odd one. Punnets of puns, Mike. Punnets of puns. Folks at, folks at home or currently considering suicide, um, what you don't know is that Ben, in even introducing to us the theme of the Greengrocer, cracked, was it three puns? Quite, quite possibly. In as many seconds. He was like a, a pun machine gun. A machine pun? Oh, I'll come back to you. See, I'm not Ben. I can't do it. Okay, so um, a melancholy. Interesting. <laughs> what about in box number two, please, Ben? <laughs> Are you going uh, underneath or to the right? Underneath, please. Underneath. So you heave off the uh, the melancholy box, and inside the box underneath, you can see uh, some florets of cauliflower that have de- been uh, been destroyed, and uh, also the destroyed remains of a melon. You can also see a large, sharp knife to stab you with. Yeah, I'll I'll pick that up and keep it away from <laughs> from John. The florets of cauliflower and. What was the other thing in the box? Uh, some some bits of melon. Almost as if the melancholy was somehow created using these two things, as opposed ah. to making a melon and a cauliflower have sex Clever and then boxing girl. the offspring. Okay, mm. what's in box number three? In box number three, so we're uh, top box of the middle stack. Mm-hmm. You take the lid off and there's a large sheet of greaseproof paper with a note on it that says, needs weighing. Beneath the greaseproof paper, you can see two plums and a rather large aubergine. At the risk of doing the blindingly obvious, I think we should probably follow those instructions and weigh them. Okay, so you take the two plums and aubergine over to the weighing scales. And uh, do you want to weigh them all together or uh, individually? All together. Mm-hmm. All together, because I've drawn them and they look hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Two plums and an aubergine. Okay, so that comes to 1,002 grams. Right. Okay. Um, Which is about 473 ounces oh. for our American <laughs> listeners. Maybe. I don't know. I don't Is know that, how Imperial works. I don't works. think that's true. I think I don't think I think it's many less ounces than that. I think you just told them it's about a ton. I don't I don't know how Imperial works. It's all measured in furlocks and things. It's weird. <laughs> 
So the aubergine's about six thumbs long, which is something that you don't do for your spaceship measurements or else it crashes into Mars. Uh, it's about 35 ounces. 35 ounces. Oh, I was off for a bit then, wasn't I? How, how many did you say? 400 and a few more. That's about 12 kilograms. Oh, okay. Twelve and a half. Moving on from this fascinating um, thing. So the scales, is it a sort of scales of judgment kind of deal where there's something on one side and something on the other, or is it just a digital thing? No, you have a, a large bowl to place things in, and then below is a um, sort of a stand with a digital display. Um, could we weigh the chopped up bits of melon and florets of cauliflower, please? Uh, sure. Uh, All together? Yes. Uh, that comes to, uh, shall we say, about 500 grams. Okay, from the uh-huh. shall we say, I'm guessing a I'm barking up amount. the wrong tree here. Uh, box, what's in box number five, please, Ben? We've missed four. Box number f- oh, fudge. Um, box number four, please, Ben. In box number four, uh, you find three large apples. Okay. Can we <laughs> can we weigh them? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, frantically Googling, average weight of apple. <laughs> Multiplying How by three. How much do the apples weigh, Ben? They weigh, um, that's in, I don't want it in pounds. <laughs> that's <laughs> ironic. <laughs> All the American listeners nod to themselves with satisfaction. Hmm. I think an apple that's like a pound seems quite, well, A, quite dear for an apple and B, quite, so the, av- the average is is 0.33 pounds. Um, oh. However, <laughs> which is about 150 grams. However, these are award-winning uh, apples, and therefore they come in at just over 600 grams. Shall we see, John? I'm going to take a real stab in the dark here and say that the weights aren't significant unless there's a bit of greaseproof paper telling us that they are. Okay. Can we have a look in box number five, please? You may. Uh, you notice uh, what looks like a- another another three apples, oversized. How much um, do and, they and, weigh? Shall we say around 600 grams. Okay, the same. <laughs> um, I would also note that, that um, you only know these are apples because there is a sign on them that says apples. They look, they come in some weird and wonderful uh, uh, shapes and sizes. We should probably give these um, a closer look. Um, oh, we have a knife. And I like apple. Can we, can we carve up these supposed apples? Um, <laughs> I mean, you... you could i think michael we've rubbed up against a don't do that bit of puzzle <laughs> ben's thought process i'll give them a knife but they won't want to cut anything i'll give them some scales we won't weigh anything <laughs> yes ben you do seem utterly perplexed by us using any of your items for the most obvious thing to use them for. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh what's in box number six please ben you heave off box number five and uh take a look in to box number six. In box number six, you can see what it looks like an extremely large book. The title of the book is Know Your Apples. There's a picture of the apple of an apple on the front, and it seems to be written by Elder Berry. Elder Berry. Elder Berry. Are we in a Jehovah's Witness cult? Oh, Elder. Oh God. What, really? <laughs> how many? Of, how many of the, the hobgoblin that you're not very fond of have you had, John? Half. <laughs> oh God. And some half diet of all the beer. hobgoblin. Oh, golly. Um, okay, so, Ben, um, can we please take our, our six uh, apples, the three from box number five and mm-hmm. the three from box number four, um, and perhaps compare them against the contents of this book? So you open up the top of the book uh, and realise very quickly that it is not, in fact, a book. It seems to be some sort of apple scanner. Right. Uh, it has a power cable coming out the side of it. Right, so um, unplug the scales. And then uh, plug in our notebook. Okay, so you plug in your notebook, which seems to be some sort of apple or, or oh, fruit veg scanner. 
fudge's sake, it's an Apple. It's like it's going to be a MacBook or something, isn't it? It's going to be no. I actually, I that's that's one that I I missed there. Um, so. Well done. So you place your first apple. This looks like a normal, fairly fairly normal apple. And uh, it registers on the screen as a honey gold apple. Okay. You place the next one on and it is a cox apple. The next one is uh, rather long, like a pear. It's very red. Um, and the scanner says it's a Hawaiian mountain apple. Hmm. Hmm. The next one looks like a bunch of unripe bananas that are quite infantile. Um, and it says that these are custard apples. Right. Uh, the next one looks like it's been passed through a star-shaped cookie cutter. Uh, and this is the Carambola star apple. So my first question, and it's not really about the puzzle, are these real apples? They are. Wow. Indeed. This is classic Venn research. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last is a rather pale, knobbly-looking apple. Uh, you place this onto the scale, onto the scale? No, place it onto the scanner, and it reveals that this is not an apple. This is a celeriac. Okay. We still haven't okay, checked so box number six. That was box number six, wasn't it? Box. It was, yes. Um, the one thing we haven't checked in the room is the keyhole-shaped thing, and I'm just, I'm just trying to work out how we can work with these elements so let's hopefully there'll be some sort of sign around the other uh, keyholes what we what we need to do so yeah ben can we go take a look at the keyhole please <laughs> you can indeed yes uh the keyhole is like i said uh, the profile the side profile of a key uh sort of like one of the old uh mortise lock style keys and yeah it's, it's kind of relatively large maybe sort of a, a a foot or so oh my god uh wide a side profile of key so it's, it's as if a key has been sort of embedded into the wall on its side. Yes. And then like taken out. Yeah. So oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Perhaps we should fill this with fruit and vegetables. Um, is there anything else of note in the room? Uh, no. Hmm. I mean, we have a lot of apples. I'm really stumped. Could you just read us the names of the exotic apples again, Ben? I can do. Uh, but first... <laughs> <laughs> have you forgotten a bit of your puzzle? I have indeed, uh, which makes... Which doesn't break the puzzle at all, but it makes the weighing uh, that that was previously required null and void. You were going to have to have a code that went into the uh, scanner, but I forgot about the code that you had to put into the scanner. So you no, no, no longer need the, uh, the weight. <laughs> right. Okay. Excellent. Could you read us out the exotic names of the fruit again, please? I can. So the, uh, the apples that were identified by the scanner was honey gold, cocks, the Hawaiian mountain apple, the custard apple, the carambola star apple, and a celeriac. Um, okay, I've got an idea. So thinking like ye, ye oldie fashioned key and what that looks like, could we um, take our carambola star apple and mush that into the head bit of where the key imprint is in the wall? Take our celeriac and mush that into the shaft, um, I guess with some aubergine to hold it in place and then take the cocks and the uh, the honey gold into either end of like the key balls <laughs> you know the, the, the twisty bits of uh, a key that you yeah the squeaky balls for reference everybody please see the show icon oh indeed yes you you could try that uh you you start to stuff the uh star-shaped apple into the into thing but to be honest i mean this the apple is almost the size of the whole or this is all giant fruit remember uh giant fruit and veg uh, but you find that it sort of falls out it doesn't really stick very well Hmm. Uh, you try with the celeriac, but celeriac aren't particularly smushable. It's uh, sort of quite a solid root veg. Hmm. Uh, that does seem to be about the same, the right sort of, uh, the same kind of uh, length as the the hole itself. Hang on, I wonder if we have to build a key 
Oh, out of Frankenfruit, like with the... Um, the melancholy. Yes. Oh, is there going to be some sort of horrible pun in the apple names? Surely not. Surely that's massively overcomplicating things. Okay, so Ben, what do these apples look like? Uh, so the honey gold and the cocks look like uh, typical apples. Um, they're both uh, a little too too small. To, to They're not quite as long as they're... They're about... Um, how long is a foot? 12 inches, isn't it? The the mountain apple is, uh, again, rather large. Um, it, uh, it sort of looks like a pear, but with, a, with the, sort of the bottom of an apple. You know, they're sort of like yeah. crinkly. Mm. The custard apple looks like a unripe bunch of bananas. And the carambola star apple looks uh, like a like a yellowish apple that has had like a like a star-shaped cookie cutter passed over it, uh, top to bottom. Uh, but then obviously like skin has grown. It's yeah. Okay. Um so for example, our our silhouetted key. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the wall, would the uh, the teeth of that key look in any way like our unripe bunch of bananas? No. Or the star fruit? Uh, no. We're going to need. Uh, can we get a picture of some of this? Do we need a picture of some of this? Is the question. No, you don't need a picture at all. Okay. I still think it's a pun, but I'm. Hmm. I still think melancholy was uh, an instruction. Otherwise, why is it there? Apart from to be funny. Oh, it's Ben. It's always a risk. But I get, okay, yeah. Let's let's see if we can pun any bits of these these apples. Okay. Um. Ben, can you give me, the, Honey- give me the names again? Wait, have you not written them down? You've had them twice. I've not written down anything. Honey gold, cock. What? I've written down nothing. Hawaiian mountain apple, custard apples, Karan table star apple, which I'm pretty sure I've written down wrong. Karan table star. Spelling not important, do you say? Not important. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> then what is important, Ben? What's important? Is the key going to be in us all along <laughs> or under one of the crates? Yeah, actually, can we tear these fucking crates to bits just in case there's a poxy key hiding in one of them? You throw trembling in your plums. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, the deposit, of course. <laughs> Very good. All of the Star Wars films would be great if you just did a find replace saying your plums instead of the force. <laughs> Use your plums, Luke. Your plums flow through all things. Give in to the dark side of your plums. Um, I'm really stumped. Yeah, me too. Can we get a clue? Oh, uh, I don't have any fun way of... of, uh, of- giving it to you so i could say not very helpfully you have all that you need uh, you, that you may like to go through your inventory okay knife yeah can we um we have knife scales all the various apples the cauliflower florets do my plums tremble when <laughs> i if i think about cutting the apples open uh no I shall cut the apples open i think uh you hack away at the apples until they are basically mush Oh, wow. Whoops. Well, okay, so we needed to identify the apples in order to something. So we had to get the sc- we had to scan apples, and that is in some way significant. The names of the apples are what's significant, not the apples themselves. Mm. Gold mountain custard table. Gold mountain custard table. Honey table. The current table star apple. Oh. Is that alright? Is that alright? Oh, I think you're probably right. Ben? Sorry, I wasn't listening. You what? We we solved it while you were away. Where's our key? Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, star apple. What's that called exactly? Oh, the uh, carambola star apple. Oh, carambola. right. Carambola. So I've got that completely wrong. Yeah, me too. In the room's apparent impatience, you see the large uh, imprint of a key uh, in the wall light up. But how do we do anything with it? Can I caress the imprint gently with my fingers? Um you can do. Perhaps feeling for its secrets. Oh, God, it's going to be something 
It's going to be something really inane, isn't it? I wonder if we put several things on the scanner together, would it give us like a combined name? Uh, you put what, what? What would you like to put on the scanner? Um, uh, the honey gold and the cox. So you take the celeriac off because that's the last thing you put on it. The honey gold and the cox you put on. Uh, the um, the screen stays blank. Oh, I think I see. I think you might be on the right track there, John. Mm. What about if we put them all on except the celeriac? Uh, the screen stays blank. Uh, There's a finite number of combinations. I think I might be wrong. If we just put the celeriac on, presumably it says celeriac, yes? It does indeed, yes. If I then add one of the apples... The screen goes blank. Oh, shit. Oh, hang on. This isn't just an apple identifier then. It also identifies celeriac. Scan me. What does it say? It says Michael Collins of the Infinite Escape Room. Holy shit. (laughs) That's a pretty cool scanner. Can we put the melancholy on the scanner? Uh, You can do. It stays blank. And if you put the cauliflower florets on? Uh, Cauliflower. Right. Um, can we put our two plums on there? It says plums. Ah, okay. Um, and our aubergine? Uh, you take the plums off? Yeah. Yeah, it says aubergine. Okay. Oh, God. Ben, can we get another clue, please? I suppose uh, that size matters. <laughs> what? Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So let's put my plums on the... Uh... Oh, yeah, there it is. Nice. <laughs> it says plums. Um, which one's the biggest of the apples that we've now destroyed? <laughs> Uh, they were all roughly the same size. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you mean size matters? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, know the, the scales are gone. Oh, God. There's, just, there's a bizarre key imprint on the wall glowing at us, frustratedly. Oh, God. You know, I really thought that you'd want to use the knife more and that maybe... My know. plums tingled last time you thought about using the knife. No, when you wanted to destroy the crates. Cut open the celeriac? How would you like to cut open this roughly foot-long sized celeriac that seems to also be roughly the same sort of length as the hole in the wall that's shaped like a key? Lengthways. Lengthways. In what kind of shape would you like to carve this celeriac? Oh, Jesus Christ, really? When you said it was the same size as the hole, I was looking at like... I would, I've like, drawn, I've drawn I would like to cut the salamia in precisely the same shape as your face. Also the key. <laughs> oh, oh, God. So, using your expert carving skills, you carve the salariac into a large key-shaped salariac key. Um, you place it into the imprint on the wall and it fits perfectly. You have made the salariac and you have solved my puzzle. Is, is now a good time to actually say that I have no idea what a celeriac looks like. Oh, God. Have <laughs> you never had celeriac? I think I've had it in something. It's delicious. It's, it's like, um, uh, it's normally sort of, I suppose, cauliflower size. See, that um, sound you just heard, that was the sound of Michael going to get his beer. No, I'm still here. Uh, that's, holy sh... That is a hideous, hideous thing. It's kind of like celery, but sort of um, really nice, really good in coleslaw. Taking the Celerkiak out of the wall, you hump it up the stairs back into the greengrocers. And I believe we now have the newspaper rack and the till. Ben, it's going to be your decision because it's... Uh... <laughs> Bearing in mind of, of where we started and what John thinks a greengrocer is, let's go to the till. Mm, that is my puzzle. <laughs> uh, as you approach the till, there's a sign. It reads, due to ongoing staff shortages, we are trialling a self-service checkout system. Thank you for your honesty. The till is a straightforward self-service machine, exactly the kind of thing you've seen at any supermarket, really. It has a small barcode scanner and scales, a large screen in the middle of it, a weight-sensitive bagging area on the left, and your basket of shopping is already on the right. 
The screen reads, scan or place item on scales to begin. I'm guessing it's like the ones in the supermarket where the scanner and the scales are sort of all built into the same. Yes. Um, I suppose, what do we have in the basket? In the basket, uh, you have a bag of uh, sugar, a bunch of bananas, a thick cut of Iberian ham, a one litre bottle of orange juice, and a bag of five onions. This green rose is really diversified. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so it was five onions. Yeah, there's five onions in the bag. Do you know that they were originally called onions? What? They were originally called onions. Go on. Uh, because there was a single bowl, but it was a onion. But uh, over time, we got lazy and just said onion. Hmm. Well, you learn a little something every day, like what a celeriac looks like and Iberian ham. Yeah. That's what I actually go to my greengrocers for. It's a London greengrocers, I think you'll find. Quite a fashionable one. They wouldn't sell, would they sell ham? Yes, they do, I hear. Wouldn't they be like Linda McCartney sausages or something? Um, do all of these things have barcodes on? The bag of sugar has a barcode. The litre of orange juice has a barcode. The rest do not. Okay. Um, Shall we scan our bag of sugar? Yes. Beep. One pound, and you put it on the scales, presumably, or the sort of bagging area. Yeah, I put it in the bagging yeah. area. It is a bag of sugar, after all. Mm-hmm. Put in. I, well, I suppose, could we put the... It was a bunch of bananas, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So the bananas don't have a barcode, so you'll have to put them on the scales and then go to the screen menu to find bananas. Oh, okay. Can we do that? Yep, they come to 1,317 grams, and that's pound twenty. Anything else? Ben, ben, do you have any change on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, while we're here, uh, in your pocket, you have £6.12 pence between you. Hmm. So, um, on the basis of being honest, um, we'll just put the rest in our pocket, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll go for the Iberian ham next. Find find that in the... In the... Okay. Yeah, you've got to find that in the menus because it's not barcoded. Uh, it is 800 grams of Iberian ham and that comes to £17.50. Okay, that's probably going back. So, how much <laughs> How much did we have in our pocket? £6? 12. Can we, can we remove that item from our, from our shop? No. Oh, well, okay, so the screen has two buttons and it reads finish and pay and there's another one that says cancel last item. Right, let's cancel last item. We can't afford Iberian ham. It's January. Um, Okay, can we scan the the Funyuns, please? Yep. Uh, What They come to one kilogram and that is 66 pence. And we had one other item, didn't we? Uh, The litre bottle of orange juice. That's barcoded, Uh, so beep, beep, two pounds. Okay, so add that up, carry the three. So my guess is that we don't need the entirety of the six pounds and twelve pence. Yeah, because we have some change. Um, the Iberian ham is that? It's delicious. Um, is is it wrapped in plastic or packaging of any in an kind? Unmarked or plastic bag. Is it unmarked plastic bag? Yeah. How do we know it's Iberian ham then? Because it feels authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Like this puzzle. This is, this is. I love this. This is. This is the. Um, this is like both ends of the food scale because we've got Ben the vegetarian who's like who doesn't know what a celeriac looks like, and we've got John the middle class Londoner on the other side who doesn't know what Iberian ham looks like, <laughs> and me in the middle just like chewing a turkey dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> what I, sorry, what, what I was kind of getting at was that um, if it's packaged, then presumably we can't uh, remove bits of ham, and so oh, to get the correct weight. Mm, that's what I was thinking. Um, we, we, we've got a knife. <laughs> um you you could <laughs> but a hole i mean you've got that recipe plan, <laughs> recipe plan and um it really needs all 800 grams of that iberian ham um can we pause for a second guys i need to go to the loo damn we can't solve anything on air while john's away well they're saying that we can brainstorm um 
Is it there an interaction do. we're missing out on this, or is it something about getting the correct amount of money? Well, is it about something about being honest slash dishonest? Mm, we could steal the ham, or can we wait? Maybe like wait the scales up or down but, or something. Mm, possibly, I, maybe I don't know because you've still got like if you look at the all the other prices, one, two, four. We don't, we can't get up to six pound twelve. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I just I don't understand. Hmm. Okay, it feels well, like so... there may be an interaction that we haven't figured out yet. Yeah. So we were able to remove last item. So it's pay and remove last item, and we want everything on this shopping list. I mean, going on the wild assumption that John hasn't made something that we can break, um, we could just <laughs> put everything on that we can afford and just pay for it. I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally beyond this. I feel that consumer culture of just kind of getting yourself into needless debt for, for Iberian ham. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we could live without that. I guess we'll understand. Sort of throw it over our shoulder and walk out with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I wonder if. Hmm. I was just wondering if any of the things that we've been given would, in some way, allow us to create a sort of scaffold. To um, I forgot how weight worked for a second. I was like, oh, we could like hold the ham off the weights with the bananas, and I was like, oh wait, no, that's not how gravity works <laughs> at all. <laughs> So it doesn't it doesn't only weigh when it's in physical contact it it, it still has mass. Oh. It's not um do you you don't suppose we could remove some of the bananas to make it 800 grams and then um scan that through as the uh, <gasps> as the ham. Oh, scan the ham through as something else. I see. So like scan the ham through is like a banana. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We've been solving while you've been gone. I know. I kept my headset on. So what's the key called? You shall have to continue. Oh, fuck. What's the key okay. called? <laughs> oh, you um, fucking nana. Um, right. Well, we solve this. You work out what your bloody um, key is called, it's, it's Jim a Lemon. Shame, it's a shame that they weren't also selling saucepans because you could have had the ham key pan key. Oh. oh. Love, love you, Ben. <laughs> love you. Um, okay. So. John, can so also uh, Ben, how much money are we trying to make up to? So we've got one pound of sugar, one pound twenty. You've got five hundred grams of sugar. You've got oh a pound in money. No, okay, no. right, I'm with you. Sorry, we <laughs> <laughs> were still struggling it's with that. Good to know that it's five hundred grams because I don't think you told us that last time. You did not ask. Well, the rest you just gave us. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, Ben, in the grand scheme of puzzle <laughs> fuck ups this evening, <laughs> that's pretty minor. So sorry, we had. Let's see. Was uh, sugar was uh, a pound. Uh, Nana's was a pound twenty, so that's two pound twenty. And then was it sixty six p for the kilo of onions? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. So that's the £2. bag of five 86. onions. Um, and then it was two pound twenty for the orange juice, which takes us up to an amount of money five pounds five pounds six, I think. Uh, for, uh, I've got four pound eighty six. Uh, I've got five pound six because of the two twenty, which two twenty. Yeah, one twenty for bananas, wasn't it? It was one twenty for bananas, and then one pound for sugar, sixty six p for onions, and two pound twenty for no two pound for the OJ two pound. Oh, effect. Yeah, in which case, my bad. Four eighty six. So, um, could we please mm-hmm. place the Iberian ham on the scales? And are you starting the... again? Are you? Yes. Okay, start again. Take everything off. Cancel items. Start. So, again. so back. Yes, indeed. Back into the basket. So, we're going to pop the Iberian ham on the scales, and could we please go through? The menu and search for bananas. Uh, so the menu has a bunch of bananas. We're going to select a bunch of bananas. Okay. And you're going to put the ham through onto the uh, bagging area? Yep. Incorrect item in bagging area. There's an error code that says wrong weight ah, range. We should, ah, can we 
weigh? Can we? Can you weigh loose bananas? So the bunch of bananas machine? was thirteen hundred and seventeen grams. Yeah, uh, one thousand three hundred and seventeen. Yes, also known as thirteen hundred and seventeen. Yeah. yeah, it's an American term, and it always confuses me. Okay, one thousand three hundred and seventeen grams. How, what's that in ounces, Mike? Five fifty-seven. <laughs> 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 Said with so much confidence. Um, okay, so are we able to? I'm just. I, I guess I'm thinking of that kid who weighed a plate, who got arrested for weighing a PlayStation <laughs> as onions. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, uh, it was like it was onions or something like that. Um, and basically paid eight pounds for it, um, which I would have chosen well, something cheaper, like potatoes. Maybe, maybe the onions are, are more within the the weight range, within being a, a kilogram. Um, so there's a bag of five onions, and they weigh a kilo. Yes. Okay. So my thinking is that we try and put the Iberian ham through as, as onions. <laughs> Okay. So we'll we'll select onions. We'll put the Iberian ham back onto the scales so it registers. And uh, what what what's the price of of these onions? Uh, so the bag of five onions weighing at a kilo. No, it's the Iberian. No, 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 it's the Iberian hams on the on the scales. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying onions. Wink, wink. Sixty six p. So we'll put our Iberian ha- onions into the bagging area. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang on. So. This doesn't do barcodes, and it weighs, but the prices stay the same. Bag of onions. I see. To clarify, you didn't put the onions in the bag. You picked up a bag of onions. Oh, I, I what? Who buys a bag of onions without a barcode? Doesn't matter. It's craziness. It's a green grocer. Green grocers. Yeah, what's he doing with barcodes and ham? <laughs> okay, you're you're very much on the right track. Just press on. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure if I fucked up or you fucked up. We currently have the Iberian ham sat on our uh, bagging area, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the till is registering onions. Yes, it is. 66 pence. Yes, it is. Cool. Well, actually, you you know what? No, no. The till's not. I hate you guys so much. Um, Right. The price of those onions (laughs) is 52.8 pence. What? Which I think legally you have to round down. 52 pence for that bag of onions, which weighs apparently 800 grams. Cool. I mean, let's put through some more onions, but actual onions this time. Okay. You put through the kilogram bag of onions, that comes in at 66 pence. Cool. Just dump them on the bagging area. Uh, next for the orange juice, we'll... Bloop, that through, yep, please. two pounds. Uh, sugar, please. One pound. The uh, bananas, can we, can we put them through? One pound and Identify 20, them as bananas. Which brings your total to uh, whatever it says on the screen. Eight... Six plus five, six, six, eight. I mean, if we're playing the honesty system, then surely the screen says it's like 6p. Oh, thir- 130. 130? 130 was not anywhere in this. £5.38. Yes, I did the same maths, yes. And you have in your pocket £6.12. Cool, so can we press finish and pay, please? You can. It says cash only, and I guess. so you're going to need to put that money in. We'll slot the coin. I presume they're coins. Um, mm-hmm. Slot the coins into the into the coin. Slot. Lovely. Uh, the machine is printing your receipt, uh, and on the receipt is a picture of a key. You have found the hamkey bag key, <laughs> <laughs> which, to the magic of editing, will be my idea. The hamkey panky. Very good. And as you and as you leave the shop, out of the corner of your eye. You see that As you leave the shop, what about my puzzle? (laughs) We've still not done yours. As you move away from the till, you to to buy more items for some reason. Um, As you move away from the till, you see out of the corner of your eye that sign saying, thank you for your honesty. 
So you return to the center of the store, clutching your hanky-panky, and before us, we find the newspaper stand. And also the odd fruit. What? Because we're in a greengrocer's. Yes. It'd be be crazy to be in a greengrocer's and not have have fruit. (laughs) That would be bonkers. And that's my puzzle. Okay, so you approach a, uh, a rather unloved bit of the shop uh, directly next to the door, and you can see that there's a couple of things that people would grab on sort of almost impulse or habit on their way in and out. Oh, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a plot prediction here because this is Mike, which means there's definitely going to be jabs about tabloid newspapers and hateful headlines, and also one good stab at the Guardian in there somewhere as well. Off you go, Mike. And you found Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's um a couple of things there's a uh on the shelving some uh some boxes of fruits and directly next to it is an old plastic newspaper stand a bit like the one you get on a petrol uh station forecourt except that somebody's put it on its side so it's just um uh, eight newspaper sections in little plastic uh little plastic hutches from top to bottom what would you like to do let's have a look in them Hutches. Okay, so you take a look at the uh, the old plastic newspaper stand. It's got that sort of clear plastic little little handle that you can pull off to one side to retrieve your newspapers, uh, made grubby by time and many greasy fingers. The very topmost one uh, is a copy of The Guardian with the headline, Brexit dividend claim rejected as UK economy hits the buffers. Continued page nine. The uh, the next one down. Uh, the next one down is a copy of the Daily Mirror, and uh, the headline reads: Corbyn will nationalise energy, rail, and mail. And there's a great big picture of Jeremy Corbyn looking statesmanly. Uh, continued on page. Hang two. on, when is this set? When are we? I mean, it's a greengrocer's. They don't like. Oh, probably... so these are not today's papers. These are like last month's papers. Uh, yeah. I mean, amazing. The people who people who still get their news through newspapers don't really know what day of the week it is. <laughs> I mean, they think the news is still delivered in papers by media barons, whereas it's actually delivered by psychopaths on Facebook. And media barons. And media barons paying psychopaths on Facebook. Okay, so number three. Uh, the next one down is a copy of the Daily Express, mm-hmm. uh, with a headline reading, Britain's 40% surge in ethnic numbers. Continued page two. Fifth one? The fifth one is a fifth. There's eight. Fourth. This is number four you're after. I think. You oh, sorry, I apologise. You both did that. Did we? You wanted to go straight to uh, box number five. Did I? Just, uh, box number four. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <clears throat> sorry, so box number four is a copy of The Telegraph. There's a headline reading, Corbyn will nationalise energy, rail and mail. Um, this one has a picture of Corbyn hang on. warming hang his on, hands. Hang on, hang on, hang on. By... Isn't that the same um, as the uh, Daily Mail? Yes. Uh, there's a picture of Corbyn warming his hands by a big fire made out of money. Uh, he appears to be laughing. Uh, continued page four. Okay. Number five. Uh, is The Morning Star. It has a headline reading, Tax the Rich, Don't Rob the Poor. Continued page six. Number six. And right at the bottom where it belongs, The Daily Mail. Uh, with a headline reading, At last, a man who dares to tell the truth about race. Continued page eight. Oh, who's the man? Who's the man? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I didn't didn't read that far. Uh, is it Pierce Morgan? Possibly. So we've got six, but you've said right at the bottom. Does that imply that the bottom two bins are empty? Ah, well, they are in fact full of uh, old leaves. Oh, um, if I rummage through the leaves, is there anything except a mouldy smell? A uh, mouldy smell in the topmost uh, of the mouldy leaf bots, and the bottom one has a small hedgehog nesting in it. Hmm. Oh. What uh, what kind of leaves are they? Uh, just 
brown ones. All right. No, I didn't know. Given it in greengrocers, they could be like lettuce leaves or. Oh no, nothing, off. nothing that, nothing that pun, uh, pun heavy. I'm afraid, old chum. <laughs> oh, uh, cabbage le- leaves. Lettuce leaves. Lettuce leave. Let- lettuce. Let- well let- done. Let- that's a pun. That's the kind of pro-Brexit talk we need. This side of the deal. It is. It is good stuff. Somebody's not going to get hauled away by the secret police. Well done. And you said that there was some boxes of uh, fruit. Yeah. So there's uh, there's two boxes of um, what, to be perfectly honest, looks like sort of assorted fruits. This is a bit of a, an old-fashioned greengrocers. I mean, after all, they deal mainly in ham. Um, <laughs> the the boxes have been uh, labelled domestic fruits, uh, olds, and the other box is labelled foreign fruits, news. I wonder if there's something to do with like matching... Oh, sorry, I missed, I, missed, I missed the detail there. That's completely inconsequential, but I wrote it because it amused me. Uh, mm. Domestic fruit, olds... Uh, someone has cheekily stapled a picture of Stephen Fry next to this. And then Foreign Fruits News, uh, someone has cheekily stapled a picture of Gino De Campo next to this. I don't know who that is. He's not the Italian chef guy, I think. Hmm. Um, I wonder if it's something to do with matching fruits to newspapers somehow. So the other, um, the detail that I was keen on was that we got numbers uh, continued on page and a number for all of them we do i don't see where we can use these numbers at the moment well we could just open to the respective pages and see if the, the headline continues I, I suppose we could uh but but bearing in mind that we asked who the who the guy was on page eight um and mike hadn't done the research mm. i would guess he Ooh, wouldn't know that's what cutting like. isn't it from a man who measured a celeriac <laughs> like, do your research I, I believe that was his words. This, this is the this is the difference between me and Ben doing. Puzzles. I'd like Mike to read us the entire copy of the Daily Mail from cover to cover. <laughs> sure. So you open it up, and uh, it's basically hate from page two, broken up by some adverts, and then more hate, and then the sport. I say it sounds like uh, picking up a phone when you're on dial up, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, if we take the uh, the Guardian. I just kind of open to the page where that headline continues. If there's anything on that page apart from the uh, article, page nine. Yeah, page nine. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, sure. It's just lots of um, holier than thou bleating. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I knew it was coming. You tried to hold back and you couldn't. Go have your beer. So, if we have a rummage through the domestic old fruit, uh, is there anything of note? Uh, there's just apples and pears. Completely pedestrian. Extremely boring. And the new fruit. Um. Mm. Uh, in there, there's all fancy foreign fruits. Uh, you've got some bananas, uh, you've got papaya, and you've got lots of durians. Durians? Uh, just the one papaya. We had some durian sweets in work this week. Ooh. They were interesting. I think I think I tried it last year. I don't remember being particularly keen on it. Once again, I'm, I'm a bit flummoxed. Um, I wonder if the hedgehog has anything to do with it. Uh, not at all. No, okay. So waking up the hedgehog or indeed rubbing the Daily Mail with it would be a mistake. Yes. And a weird thing to mm. do. Fair enough. I won't do that then. Hmm. Um, okay, so can we go back to the fruit boxes? Um, and can we just examine the uh, new fruits, please? Is there anything interesting about them if we look at them closely? So you take a look at the uh, the bananas, and they are uh, a little bit underripe, quite green. Uh, you take a look at the durians, and they look weird and filled with foreign smells. Um, and then you take a look at the single papaya, and it looks a little bit unusual in that it has a seam and a hinge halfway down. That is unusual. Ben, would you do the honours? Isn't it just? Uh, can, we, can we open the papaya? You can. You open the papaya. You open the news papaya. And, um, <laughs> ins- That's very uh, good. Thank very you. That's very <laughs> good. <laughs> a lot of work for a setup. Um, you open it uh, and you see the top half is hollow and the bottom half uh, 
is a single sealed unit with a dialing combination lock. Okay, it's back to the page numbers. Like you get on a safe. The lock numbers run from one to nine, and the dialing lock appears to twist in both directions. Ben, could you... (laughs) Okay, could you read them from left to right on the political spectrum? That's what I was just thinking. So uh, could we go... uh, And I'm guessing by left, we'd go counterclockwise. No, 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 no. As in by by left, left to right, I mean start with the paper that is on the political furthest left and move to the furthest right i don't know which that is going to leave us to an interesting thing no but from the headlines and then use the page number that is referenced in the headlines and continue on page nine or one or two or whatever it was you wrote it down i didn't oh so the num- the numbers we have left to right no no, no your, the, num- your, your... the numbers in the order of the papers from political left to right so for example the guardian will be near the left and the tory graph sorry telegraph um will be near the right you see what i mean i do um so I mean, we could just try them, in, we could just try them in order first and see if that works if it works then great i think that won't work i think we have to go so, from the left to the right okay what i'm going to propose so i don't fully that, that what you're proposing i think requires an awful lot of prior knowledge mm, uh, and for instance i think i think that from the reports i've looked at the telegraph isn't quite as far right as you would put oh, it. Oh, mm, um, mm, mm, mm. so um, not that I would read it. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just, you know. So I think we would go counterclockwise uh, to nine, please. You twist the uh, the papaya lock counterclockwise to nine. Uh, we would go uh, counterclockwise to two. So you twist the lock to the left counterclockwise. To two. Uh, and that's because the Guardian and the Mirror are both left-leaning. Papers. Oh, I see where you're going. The uh, next one is the Express, and that was also two. So could we go clockwise to two, please? Certainly you twist the uh, the dialing lock all the way around again to two clockwise to the right. Um, telegraph was four, so I'm going to guess we're going to go uh, clockwise to four. You go, you twist clockwise to the right to number four. Um, the star, John, is that left or right? Uh, what was the headline for the star? Tax the rich, don't rob the poor. Well, that'll be left then. So we'll go uh, counterclockwise to six, please, Mike. Certainly. You do a very, very hard left um, counterclockwise to six. And the Daily Mail, John, remind me. Where does that go? Just (laughs) to the right of, don't want to drop the H-bomb, but there we are. So could we go uh, clockwise to eight, please, Mike? Certainly. You twist it clockwise to eight and you feel a click inside your news papaya. Uh, The combination lock comes away in your hand and on the underside of it, you can see a long stream of words made in metal, but also coincidentally in the shape of a key. Congratulations, you have found the masthead slash title key, um, which it turns out is what the name of a newspaper title is when it's displayed on the front page. And you have solved my puzzle. Very good. And that was a terrible pun. I couldn't, I'd struggled to make a pun. And with that, we insert the Celer key ack, the ham key pan key, and the masthead slash title keys into the three rooms of padlocks, and we escape. Hooray! Happy days. And there we are. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds and iTunes and also on our website www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter. Just search for The Infinite Escape Room. We'd love to have feedback and to hear where The Infinite Escape Room should take us next. If you enjoyed the episode and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you give us a rating and a bit of a review on iTunes, Facebook or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next time for another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.